This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and products. Programs today, meaning a writing camp. Products today, meaning books. So we center our podcast around books, and our guests are usually librarians, booksellers, authors, publishers, or sometimes aspiring writers as well. The truth of the matter here is that the advice coming out of these conversations can be translated across industries to any other creatives. Today's guest actually is sitting, I believe, in her home, I would say about 15 to 20 minutes away from me, which is really fun. Her name is Alice McGinnity, and she is the award-winning author of about 50 books for children, fiction and nonfiction, as well as the director of her own camp, Words on Fire Writing Camp for Teen, and has been supporting herself as a writer for over 10 years. And you know what? Alice, that right there, supporting herself as a writer for over 10 years, that is going to grab the attention of a lot of listeners. So let's dig in. And I usually have an icebreaker, but I go with my own icebreaker today, which is one of the books that is sitting on the shelf behind you is a book that my children and I came across at a um, local bookstore in Charlevoix, Michigan. And it is called Mushroom House Man. So tell us a little bit, I mean, you, you've written around 50 books and this one being literally a couple hours from our home. Did you have a connection to the Mushroom Man or, or that's going to be our icebreaker today? I want to know more about this. Absolutely. Here, I'll put it back and tell you all about it. Um, so I began my connection with Michigan about six years ago. When I began dating, on, we met online, a wonderful man who lived in West Bloomfield, okay. and he'd been going up to Charlevoix all his life. So I, you know, driving back and forth from Illinois, where I lived before, and he says, I have to take you to Charlevoix. So he did, and he showed me the mushroom home, and I was just blown away. And you saw them with your yep. kids. They're, they're so playful, and, and they really just touched me deep inside. They touched the kid in me. So I knew I had to write about this man who made these cool homes. We then went to the Weathermang restaurant. I don't know if you've been there. Yes, but there's a yes. fireplace with a huge boulder there. And, and on the side, there was a little plaque that talked about the process of making that fireplace. And basically, he found that boulder 25 years before he made the fireplace. He buried it in the woods to save it for when he would use it. And then when he knew he, he would need it, they unburied it, they brought it there. And, and as they built the restaurant, they left a hole in the rafters to lower the rock through. But he remembered the measurements wrong and oh, they no. got stuck in the hole. <laughs> so they, they had to redo the whole thing. And I thought, you know, a man who, who hide boulders and remembers their color, their shape, their measurements. I looked at him like a squirrel, you know, and I said, I need to write about this guy. So, Amazing. you know, that was four or five years ago. And I just did a whole bunch of research. The historical society was wonderfully helpful. And, and I'm That's awesome. Wow. It's been really, really welcomed well in the community. Wow, but it definitely wasn't your first book. So let's go back kind of to the beginning, Alice, and tell me a little bit about 
you know, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? And is that, has it been a writer? And have you always been a writer? So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I, I wanted to be so many different things as a kid, <laughs> from a professional swimmer to a ventriloquist, you name it. I, I, for a while, wanted to do it. But honestly, always in the back of my mind, I also wanted to be a writer because okay. I love books. They spoke to me, anything from Dr. Seuss to Charlotte's Web. And I was definitely a reader. My family read, they, you know, and my parents read to me. So in the back of my mind, yes, I wanted to be a writer right from the beginning. I didn't think I could be a writer. I thought all writers were old or dead. <laughs> and I didn't figure I qualified. <laughs> so I actually went to college and studied psychology and recreational therapy. And I worked with kids with disabilities for a lot of years. Um, but then in the back of my mind, there was this thing I wanted to write. Uh, and, and so I, I ended up in Sweden for a short time and had nothing to do there. And so during those couple of months, that's when I wrote my first manuscript. Um, and it was about a child with a disability because that's what I've been doing with my job. I came back to the States. I began to submit it to publishers. I started going to book signings and asking other authors, how do you do this? Because mm -hmm. I was collecting rejections. And I eventually joined the writer's organization, SCBWI, mm -hmm. Society of Children's Books, Writers, and Illustrators. Started going to conferences. And that really got me started on my journey. Wow. And I what never was... did publish that one book, but I, I eventually published others. And what was, um, what year did that first book, and repeat the title because it kind of went out a little bit. What was the name of that first book and what year did it come out? The very first book that I had out actually was a nonfiction book and it was 1997 and it was part of a series with Rosen publishing, Power Kids Press. Um, and so that was Let's Exercise and Eating Right. It was a series of six books. Okay. Um, that got me started in my publishing career doing these series nonfiction books. Then my first trade book was 10 Little Lambs got and it. it came out in 2002. Uh, and then we just went from there. Uh, what I realized was I love doing fiction and nonfiction. So I do both. And I eventually came on the idea of doing biographies, which to me, I love because it combines what I love about fiction, which is the story and story arc, and nonfiction, which is that you get to kind of be a detective and learn about something or someone new. Wonderful. And, and so really 2002, that's, it's been 20 years, basically, of being in the industry, and about 50 books, which is top-notch amazing. Um, so we, we're going to call you what we say a seasoned author, right? You have been <laughs> around the block. You've been around the block, which is so neat. Um, and what what about uh, in the last couple of years? What are a couple of your newer books that you can tell us about? Sure. And they are, let's see, I'll start with The Water Lady. Um, this was uh, written based on seeing a little clip on CS News where they were interviewing Darlene Arviso um, about their delivering water to the people on the Navajo uh, reservation. And it 
struck me that she was such a, a humble and it really touched me and I wanted to know more about her. So I eventually went down and rode on her route with her um, and, uh, and just got to know her and the community. Wow, that's wonderful. And that book came out when? This book, good question. <laughs> Let me see, 2021. Excellent. Wow. I love that you were able to actually meet her and go on. You said you went on her route though, right? Yeah. I rode with her on her water route. Uh-huh. And then also visited the school there um, on the reservation and did a school visit. Just wanted to kind of get to know the people there. Wonderful. And you know, a lot of what authors talk about when we talk about marketing books is they say school visits. And as a former writer myself, I know um, if, if you really want to, what did I say when we first started? I said, this is going to catch people's eye, Alice. I, it, it was the part where you said, um, supporting, supporting yourself as a writer for over 10 years. So writing books and making money off of book sales is wonderful, but it's not always going to support you as a writer school visits is going to help bring in additional revenue. And you have created something that I'm just so excited to hear about your writing camp. So tell us like, when did you get this idea? Tell us just, you know, the who, what, where, when, and why of your writing camp. Absolutely, sure. Um, and, and I'll bring it into my journey a little bit. Okay. So I have been some years making decent money as a writer, some years not. Uh, basically, it got spurred on by my ex suddenly saying, well, I've changed and I need a different life now and leaving. And that was about 12 years ago. And me going into a panic thinking, well, how can I support myself? Do I need to go out and get a job somewhere? Or can I bring in enough money in a consistent way as a writer? Um, and so I always, always in the back of my mind had had the idea to do a camp. I have a cabin um, in Illinois okay. that wasn't far from where I lived before, and I knew that that would be a great place to do camp, bonfire circle, and you know a lot of open land and a stream, a creek for the kids to play in. Um, but it always seemed out of reach, just too much work, too hard. Oh, you need liability insurance. Oh, this, oh that. Yeah, I never tried it. But now I needed to earn money. And I knew that the kids would love it. Um, I would do author visits. And after an assembly, I'd get a teacher walking up with a kid behind them, kind of shy. Aww. And the teacher would say, this is so-and-so, and they love to write. And I start talking to that child, and the child has written, you know, like all these stories or a novel or something yeah. like that. And I know in my experience, writing is very solitary, and I'm sure you know that too. Yes. Uh, and often we think we're the only ones doing it. Mm -hmm. I know how important my writer's organization was to me. CBWI gave me so much uh, a leg up on my career, but even more than that, it, it introduced me to other fellow writers and, and comrades and, and who have become really good friends. So I wanted to do that for these kids and show them that they have a creative community around them of other writers. I wanted them to meet the other ones that I had met. So 
I finally, I said, all right, I'm just going to try this. And, and so I put it out there to, to open registration for my camp. Honestly, the first couple of months, I had one person signed up. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I tried, but it's not working. And then a friend of mine, I had opened a session in June and July. And okay. a friend of mine said, you know, if you could open a session in August, I'll fill it with my daughter and her friend. Oh, said, there you go. Right. And, and I had sent a press release to our local paper and they didn't, hadn't done anything. But with that, I sent another press release. Hey, I have another session opening up. And they ran an article. Um, and I think it was because of that article. And, and then also my friends helped. I was able to get enough campers to run my June, July and August session. Wonderful. Um, and how many do you take um, per session? I take eight. Eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a small group. And, uh, and so that was my first year of camp and it was 12 years ago, 12 years ago. So you do one week per month. Are you still keeping up with that? Is that kind of, I now do three sessions in June, uh, and one session, one or two sessions in August. So sessions go Monday through Friday and they are for different age groups. So going into sixth through eighth grade, eighth through 10th grade. 10th through 12th, and honestly, some of them are in college now, and they're still coming back, which is great, um, and they have a session that I'll have for, you know, boys as overnighters, and girls as day campers, and the rest are for girls as overnighters, and boys can come in as day campers if they want. Oh, wow, and how many overnighters can you take? I take up to eight, so some sessions have all overnighters. Uh, I definitely have more overnight campers than day campers. It's about a 45-minute drive from Champaign, so sometimes I get uh, day campers who will even carpool coming back and forth. I just think of at you know as a kid and um, being you know for me I just loved reading and writing as a kid and you know my parents would I, I was thankful and blessed enough to be able to go to a sleepaway camp and ah uh, just being out in the wilderness for a week but then combining that with my love for reading and writing wow wow it's a great combination. We, we definitely have playtime with our bonfires and creek time, and we'll go on stream hikes. So we are totally enjoying the nature, and I love the outdoors, and I love my cabin. So to share that with other kids who sometimes have never lit a bonfire before or you wow. know, they've never slept in a tent before. And so to give that to them is, is a wonderful thing. I love being able to share that. And I get just these really bright, creative campers, and they love to write. So we do high-level stuff. Ugh. Like every summer, I have a theme. So last summer was the emotional journey of writing, and I used uh, Donald Moss's "Emotional Craft of Writing" as my textbook. Well, that's an adult book, and so I take these adult concepts and I I look at myself as like a translator. I translate it into a way that that the kids would enjoy uh, and understand. And we got some amazing stories last summer. Wow. How to write around a crux emotion and, uh, you know, how to add emotionality into the writing. That is wonderful. Full circle, right? Because you said you, you loved writing and reading as um, a child. So it just really mm -hmm. came full circle. 
Totally. Well, what, what are you working on now? So you had Water Lady come out last year and we just wrapped up summer. So you're not planning for, you'll probably start planning soon for next summer, but what are you working on now? We've got several things that I've been submitting and um, one is actually a Christmas story, even though I've got several Jewish books out there and I'm Jewish, uh, but I heard about this story. It's a true story um, that happened early on in the 1900s and I knew it needed to be told. I was surprised it hadn't been told already. Uh, and so I'm working on that and trying to get it out there to editors. And honestly, it's still too long, so I have to go back. <laughs> I am in between agents. Right okay. Now. Okay. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Well, good for you. I'm looking forward to that and happy new year, by the way. So well, thank you so much. Yes. Well, this has been wonderful, Alice. And, um, I feel like I am a, also a big fan and I can't wait to tell my kids who I interviewed today. Um, for those of you listening, we will share notes, um, in the show notes, we will share links um, if you're interested in learning more about Alice's summer camp or about her stories, um, we will make sure that you know where you can go there. So until then, thank you so much for joining us today, Alice. We appreciate your time. And listeners, we look forward to our next interview that will air every Tuesday. Until then, think outside of the box and don't be afraid to reach your audience in new and creative ways like a summer camp. We learned something new this week. So thanks again, Alice. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Maria. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.